Hi, everybody. I'm George Siegel. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Tell Us How to Make a Better podcast. When you buy a home or remodel a home or do any kind of project around your house, it's usually a huge thing you're taking on with something that is very personal to you. And there are a lot of things that can go wrong. Today, I want to share three situations that happened to me with the hope that once you hear these, you'll be aware of them and that it'll never happen to you. I'm George Siegel, and this is the Tell Us How to Make It Better podcast. Your home is probably your biggest investment, and every week we show you warning signs and solutions to help you protect it. Tell Us How to Make It Better is partnering with The Readiness Lab, the home for podcasts, webinars, and training in the field of emergency and disaster services. The first thing I want to talk about today is understanding the neighborhood that you're moving into, whether you're buying or renting. Do you really want, do you really know what's going on in that neighborhood? When we were moving to Tampa, we came and looked at a house that was being constructed on a beautiful tree-lined street with lots of shade. It had a real feel to it of a neighborhood because of the of all those trees. So fast forward several months later when we finally move here and come to the house all the trees had been cut down, every one of them. Now, it turns out the reason they were cut down, actually, in the big picture, is good for the neighborhood because they were putting in a storm drain that could prevent flooding. But it still completely changed the feel of the neighborhood, and nobody told us about it. So how, has, uh, how could we have found out about it as potential home buyers in a neighborhood? How could we have found out a long-term project for that area where that was going to happen? Well, first off, you... Hope your realtor would tell you. Our realtor did not tell us. It's not likely that the sellers are going to share that information because it certainly makes it less appealing to be buying if the trees are one of the reasons that you're buying there. So we would have had to have done some homework, maybe looked into it with the city. Are there any projects pending for that area? What kind of development is going to happen? So sure, in the end, it's on us because we were the ones buying the house, but clearly nobody along the way helped us understand that situation. The other thing is, if you've ever been involved where the city does a project in your area, a lot of times those are low bid wins projects, which means the company that's out there doing the work and the subs that they hire are not the people you might have hired if you were doing the job yourself. And we had a lot of problems. They did everything from putting the pavers back wrong on the driveway to killing the grass. They did a lot of damage to the driveway, which took almost a year, maybe longer, to finally get uh, worked out because of the problems. And then the city came to us and said, oh no, everything's right, we took photographs. Well, they didn't because they put the mailbox raw back on the wrong side of the driveway compared to the way, the way it was. So they never had those photographs or if they did, they never looked at those photographs. So the main thing to take away here is to do your homework on the area that you're moving, find out what might happen and make sure that you're okay with what's going to happen so you don't end up regretting your decision. The second thing I want to talk about is how well do you know the company that you're buying your house from? Do you understand who's in charge? What's the management structure in terms of who's the person at top, at the top of the chain, and then who are the people you might be dealing with, but ultimately who is responsible? Now I consider myself, maybe other people might not, but reasonably intelligent and I got lured into thinking I was buying a beautiful home, it's in a great area, and this is good, so I did not know a ton about the company. So as we had problems later on, 
Who am I dealing with? Who's helping me? And who can be the one that is the decision maker? That's always very challenging to figure out. Now, one of the worst things that happened, and you always really want to know who's working on your house, the actual workers that are out there. The day I showed up for the home inspection, the uh, superintendent was at the house and he was really in a uh, rushed, uh, frenetic mood. um, And it was a little weird. And I said, what's going on? And he goes, well, today's my last day with the company. You don't want to hear that because when somebody's leaving, now sure, some people are bigger than the moment and they're going to give 100% no matter what the situation is. But I would argue that a lot of people are not. And if they've checked out and they are leaving, you don't want to be part of that if you can possibly avoid it. So where this guy was in a hurry and rushed, those are the areas that we've had to address on the house. Now, overall, I think we have a great home. I think it's very well built. But there are certain things when you're finishing a house that you go, okay, did they give this 100%? Did they clean the lot properly before they put the new house on it? Did they do everything they could to save the trees? We had um, the person who spoke for the builder said, we're taking care of this big oak in front of your house because they built the house around this oak tree. And he said, oh, I guarantee you we're going to take care of this. Well, I found out later they were dumping waste in there, paint and all kinds of things. And the tree almost died. I happened to find a guy um, in the neighborhood who was a, a, a guy who takes care of trees and he came out and saved our tree. So the feature that we built our house for uh, would have died because of neglect from the builder. Other things like the garage door, which takes some time to put in, the pool that's built, the way the landscaping is done. You can go around and go, okay, this is where they rushed. This is where they didn't give it 100%. And those are the things that come back to bite you. So understand who is building your house, who is in charge. And if that's sketchy or not clear to you, I would find someone else to buy from. I know it's a competitive market and you think if you let a house go, you may never find anything else. Well, I guarantee you, you're better off waiting for the next one than letting somebody dump their problems on you. The third thing I want to tell you about today is kind of funny now. I can laugh about it now. It wasn't so funny at the time. We uh, were building a house. We called it our dream house. and, And we designed this pool with a water feature, a big fountain that spilled down into the pool and bar stools along the railing of the pool. I think there was four bar stools that we were having put in. So the pool builder's out there doing his job, and we come out to look at it, and the bar stools are literally right up against the side of the pool. So unless you had no legs and were placed on that bar stool, there was no way you were sitting on that bar stool. So I called the uh, owner of the company and asked him to come out and look at it. And he tried to tell me that, Oh, once there's water in the pool and you're wet, people will fit right in. So he's telling me like, okay, you're overweight. If we grease you up, you can slip into those pants. It doesn't work that way with a, a bar stool and a swimming pool. So I said, no, nah, that's not good enough. I, I would like you to fix this. So they had to take the bar stools out and move them further away from the edge so human beings could actually sit there. So now fast forward, they fill the pool, they put the pool sweep in, And the pool sweep couldn't make one lap around the pool without getting wrapped around the bar stools. It happened every time. So I called him again. I'm sure he was thrilled to hear from me. And I said, what's the deal? The pool sweep is getting tangled on the bar stools. And he goes, oh, you can't have a pool sweep with those bar stools. It gets tangled. And I said, but wait a second. You you knew what we were doing and you sold me a pool with bar stools and a pool sweep. 
If it wasn't going to work, why did you sell it to me? Now, once again, with these kind of problems, first of all, some people go, oh, boo-hoo, you have a pool with problems. But the reality is, who should have known the answer to that? Are you, as the person building the feature or buying it, responsible for knowing everything? Or at some point, is there something on the person that's selling it to you to make sure it's the right thing that you actually need? That's a great lesson. It's like, okay, if you're giving me this, shouldn't this work? It's not always the case. So if you're building a pool, do your homework, find out what you're asking for, and find out if it's going to work for you. The same thing, well, not exactly with bar stools, but happened here when we moved to Tampa is uh, at least in Texas, they had an overflow drain in the pool. So if water got too high, the water would spill out. Um, Unfortunately, they had it spilling out directly on our deck. So not a lot of uh, rocket scientist work went into that. But with the pool that we have here, they didn't even put that in. So every time it would rain, and it can rain quite a bit in Florida, we had to unroll a, a large hose all the way to the street to drain water out of the pool. I've talked to other pool builders. It would have been a very inexpensive fix to actually put an overflow drain in in the beginning because now if we don't catch it, the water spills over on the deck and then that can be bad for the tiles or the pavers you have around your pool. So don't ever assume that the person who's selling you something has your interests completely at heart because the reality is it all winds up with you. So do your homework, ask as many questions as you can and try to avoid those problems um, happening to you. And they can if if you put the attention to detail yourself. Another thing I like to encourage people to do, because I had a house one time where I thought everything was perfect. When you're building a house, you're always caught in the magic of what they're doing and how excited you are to move in there. Really walk around and look at it. Walk around the rooms and say, are these rooms square? If they put wood on the floor, is there one awkward piece in the corner because they didn't square up the room? Are the countertops squared up so they're not at funky angles? Look at the arches around your house. I had some buddies... We were uh, having some beers. They were walking around my house and they go, you got to see this. And they started showing me there wasn't a straight arch in the house. It's like somebody was drunk doing it. So every arch was crooked. And as I've talked to other builders or architects, it's not that difficult to do that. So it just means somebody wasn't paying attention. So walk around the house you're buying and look at everything. Don't be afraid to be picky and don't be afraid to say, this isn't right, I want you to fix it. And you need to do that before you close on the property because once you close, unless they really have a ton of character, you're not gonna get the same level of service as you will when they want your money. So hopefully these stories will help you to think about these things, ask about these things. Don't be intimidated to ask about these things. It's your money and you deserve the best. Don't settle for anything less. I want to thank you for dropping by and listening to the Tell Us How to Make a Better podcast today. If you enjoyed what you were listening to, please uh, like it, subscribe to the podcast, and even share the link with your friends. If you have any ideas for future shows, if you have a building or construction story, I would love to hear it and talk about it, have you on the show to talk about it, because I think if we share these problems, we can help other people avoid some of the BS that we've had to go through. So all my contact information is in the show notes, and all my social media information is there as well. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.